inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Have you ever wondered... Have you ever wondered why life can be so uncomfortable? Have you ever said, boy, I just want the easy road? Have you ever struggled in this thing called your comfort zone, whether getting to it or getting out of it? Which brings us to a greater question. What do you want? Is your outcome for life to be comfortable? Is your outline for life a good enough, not too high, not too low, steady as you go, don't rock the boat, can't we all just get along? Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're gonna take a look at this thing called comfort. It's an, a strange word. It seems like everybody wants comfort. Everybody wants to be comfortable. And boy, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of people comfortably going in the wrong direction. There's a lot of people comfortably going to divorce court. There's a lot of people comfortably going to a psychiatrist to to help your struggling children. There's a lot of people comfortably going to hell. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I am again broadcasting live from Sturgis, South Dakota. Yep, it is my eighth year. Uh, It is the 83rd annual motorcycle rally in Sturgis. I've only been here eight years. But today I want to close out the week in Sturgis talking about this thing called comfort because it is an interesting word. It is something that people seem to crave and desire and long for. But as the old saying goes, be careful what you ask for. You might just get it. What if that thing that you think you want so bad is the worst thing for you. What if what you've been moving toward is actually what you should be pushing through? What you've been accepting is actually something you can say no longer. And so today, unlike It Matters Radio, for an hour of power, I'm going to suggest that the best thing to be is comfortably uncomfortable. You know, we have three zones in life. We have the three concentric circles. The inner zone is called comfort. Beyond that is a zone called fear. I always tell people I can give you fear's address. It is right outside your comfort zone. And then the third circle is this zone called panic. So we got that inner circle, that inner sanctum, that that sweet spot, if you will. That's a comfort zone. And it's a graveyard. Most people are moving to it's a graveyard. Our marriages die in our comfort zone. Our love for God dies in our comfort zone. In the book of Revelation, what did Jesus say to the uh, uh, church of Ephesus, I think it was? He said, I have this one thing against you. You have forgotten your first love. 
See, don't you see the church at Ephesus had gotten so comfortable that they no longer had the passion for the Lord. They'd gotten so comfortable that they no, were not willing to step out and embrace those that believe different. They had gotten so comfortable that they had stopped doing that which they'd done early on. Men, we call it the court and philosophy. Come on, man, you know what I'm talking about. Boy, when you want her and you don't have her and she's not sure if she wants to give you, herself to you, boy, don't you do all those things? Boy, don't you buy those flowers? Don't you open those doors? Don't you do all that, quote, uncomfortable things? You humble yourself. You write her a little poetry. You do little things. You kind of take some chances, a little uncomfortable, a little edgy. Why? Because you want her. Oh, you crave her. Oh, you hunger for her. Oh, yeah, you can taste delicious, intoxicating, sweet. That's what early on a lot of us have for our relationship with God. And then we get comfortable, right, spouses? And usually about six months into a marriage, you find out what you got. <laughs> so the key to life is we got to keep pushing our comfort zones because things die in our comfort zone. But here's the problem. The zone outside of that, I told you, is a zone called fear. And this is a problem in the world today that people are afraid to be uncomfortable. All this mental chaos that's going on. You know, we were given stress and we were given anxiety and we were given uncomfortableness. Could you please kill that, whoever's playing something? Sorry about it, I got people all around me. Sorry, and someone's playing something on the radio. So you gotta be uncomfortable. But outside of that, it's called fear. And see, what we do is we tend, we're afraid to have hurt. We're afraid to have pain. We're afraid... And what we do is we self-medicate. We do drugs, we do alcohol, we do pornography, we, we avoid, we hide, we, we run. But God gave us pain as a motivator. God gave us pain to say something's not right. And so now when we get that anxiety, that pain, that, what we should do is that's a sign that something's not right. Dig deep. But what we do is we self-medicate. We kill the pain. Matter of fact, next time you see someone, reach out to them and say, man, I'm really struggling. I think this is my fault. And they'll say, oh, don't worry. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be too hard on yourself. Don't feel bad. People don't even like other people to feel bad. In my training, as soon as someone starts crying, people are so uncomfortable with someone crying, they got to run and hand them a Kleenex. And what it does, it broke the flow. It broke the emotion. It got them out, snapped them out of it. And then all of a sudden, the emotion's gone. See, fear is a liar. And I'm not going to sing a song for you, even though that's a good song. Fear is a liar. It is false evidence appearing real. It is an acronym. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, I want you to hold your hand. If you're driving, please keep both hands on the wheel. So if you're driving, listen to me, please don't do this. If you're in a safe place, I want you to do this. Hold up your left hand or right hand, whichever one you prefer, and I want you to cup it. Because in your hand, I want you to imagine that I cut a lemon in half. It is the juiciest lemon you ever saw. It's almost like a Sprite can where it's, the lemon juice is bubbling off of it. Now, I want you to take that sliced lemon with the lemon juice dripping all over. I want you to put it up to your nose, get an olfactory sense of what it smells like, and take a big old whiff of it, and then open your mouth and take a big bite out of it. And for those of you that are doing that, you're probably making a funny looking face. You got the puckered lips. And I got one question for you. Why? You see, there's nothing in your hand. Put your hand down. You look weird. 
There's nothing in your hand yet. If you did what I suggested, your salivary glands are excreting right now. Your face did pucker up. But again, let me remind you, there is nothing in your hand. You know what that was? It was false evidence appearing real. See, you have no lemon in your hand. However, your body acted as if there was a lemon there because you have memory, you have history. You know what a lemon smells like. You know what it tastes like. That's fear. And one thing I've learned over the decades working with uh, in intense environments with successful people is once you learn how to function at a high level in the presence of fear, it goes away. It's a straw man. It's not real. And right outside of that zone called fear is a zone called panic. Now you can function for, it's intense fear. Now you can function for a very short period of that time in that zone, but do not forge your mail because you will fry your adrenals. I've done it many times. Dr. Susan Jeffers, who's no longer on this planet with us, she wrote a book decades ago called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. And she said three levels down, fear comes down to a simple concept that I can't handle it. And once you realize you can handle it, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to talk about this thing being comfortably uncomfortable. It's time to step outside the comfort zone because the you that you desire to be, the you that is the best possible version of yourself, the you that God's permissive will or, or, or promising will says this is who you can be. You'll never find that you inside the comfort zone. You'll only create that you by pushing through fear. And what used to bring about fear now becomes familiar. Today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to help you overcome that fear. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body, and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But, man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, application. I am the black man, and I am in Sturgis, South Dakota, for the 83rd annual motorcycle rally. And man, what an incredible week. What a week of being uncomfortable. You know, I get a chance to hang out with some people that are way better than me at these at these events, and uh, a lot of pastors, a lot of people. And I mean, I got the pastor here, just a guy, I just fell in love with. He's a joyful guy. He's up in Minneapolis, just a great guy. Uh, and you know, we get to interact and talk back and forth. And you know, we got to humble ourselves out here. 
And boy, I'm used to being the big fish in a small pond. I'm used to being Mr. Black. Those of you know that. You know who Mr. Black is. He runs it. He plays Little G God. But when I come to Sturgis, I'm just a plebe. I'm not a pastor. I'm not CEO of Like It Matters. I'm not radio show host of nationally, you know, I'm none of that. I'm a child of God. I'm a member of a team. I'm a cog in a system. I'm a system in, I'm an element in a system. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so as we were talking this morning, me and this fellow pastor, we were talking, you know, uh, because he's used to being in charge. He used to doing this and doing that. And he, the God talks through him and speaks through him. Uh, and he basically was discounted. And, and he was. <laughs> and so I had to tell him, hey, don't be. No, what you're feeling is true. But what now you got to do is what are you going to do about it? You got to let it go. And how can we use this to make us better men, better pastors, better leaders? And, you know, I've had to learn that over the last eight years. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's uncomfortable. And at Like It Matters, we believe in being under construction. See, God meets us where we're at. He, we don't have to change. He'll meet us where we're at. But God loves us enough that he doesn't leave us there. It's uncomfortable. He said, I'm going to take you. We're going to grow you. We're going to change you. I've got great plans for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope and a future. But if you want to play big for me, we got to clean up some stuff. If you want to play big for me, there's got to be less of you and more of me. If you want to play big for me, then you need to be meek. And ladies and gentlemen, meek is not weak. Oh, no. Meek is power under control. Meek is a bridled stallion. See, it's all about the right way. Beautiful poem by Sabina Nicole. God so loved the world that he gave his son, yet we run from what he has done and we shun when the battle was already won. He gives us power over the snakes, fakes, past mistakes, yet we choose crack, cocaine, and, and booze. He said to taste and see that the Lord is good. He don't care if you're from the hood. He gives back years, tears, fake, uh, takes the fears, pearls, appeals, heals, everything the devil steals. Give him a chance, a sweet romance. Give him a try. He's the one being that will never lie. The world is getting darker by the day. Get on your knees and pray. He will gladly lead the way. See, what we do is we self-medicate. And here this week, it's about realizing how we're made and the battle we're in. There are three zones in our life. We have a comfort zone, it's the inner circle. Beyond that is a zone called fear. Beyond that is a zone called panic. Dr. Susan Jeffers wrote a great book, probably one of the best books I've ever read on fear. Now, man, it's a little more focused from the feminine side, but I don't care. It is probably one of the best books on fear I have ever read. And what Dr. Jeffers said was three levels down, fear comes down to a simple concept that I can't handle it. And once you realize you can handle it, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. You see... I teach about the three parts of the human being. You know, we have a body. You are not the body. It's your tabernacle. It's, a, it's your a tent, the Bible says. It is your car that you get through this journey of life. And there are rules, right? You got to stop your car. You got to get it tuned up. You got to make sure the tires are good. You got to put gas in it. You got to change the oil. You got to change the filter, right? It's a machine. And the rules of the machine. Well, let me tell you the rules of the machine. The body releases 63 known chemicals. 
And there are three things that cause those, the chemicals that your body releases. And one of the main ones is what you're thinking about. And those chemicals make you feel turned on, turned off, excited, decided, uh, suicidal, depressed. But here's the thing. You're not what you feel. You're not what you feel. Feelings are nothing more than a chemical response to what you're thinking and two other factors. And this is why I bring in the sciences, transactional analysis, Dr. Eric Burns' way to take the complex field of psychology and put it into layman's terms. And he said there's a stimulus and there's a response. But the stimulus did not dictate the response. How can I say that? Because here's how God made you, our creator, our manufacturer. He made our minds to be six times faster than we can talk. That's really important to know. Because you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. See, we are like sponges. And what we hold on to becomes part of our sponge. And when life squeezes us, what do you think is going to come out of you? Always use the example. Let's say, imagine I was at your house. And imagine I had a cup of wine punch on the counter. You had a beautiful tile floor. You can imagine. We do it every day. And so I knock over a Hawaiian punch on your beautiful tile floor. And I go, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me clean up my own mess. You go, I'll do it. Oh, no, no, no. Let me do it. So you go under your sink. You grab me a brand new sponge. You go and you clean up. I mean, I clean up your tile floor. And when I go to the sink and I, I, I soaked up all that red punch in my little sponge, when I go to that sponge and I squeeze that sponge, what do you expect to come out of it? And you would say red punch. Okay, fair enough. Same scenario, now different, different liquid. Let's say I'm watching my girlish figure. Don't laugh at me. I'm watching my girlish figure. And uh, I have a cup, so I have a cup of uh, diet soda. And so I get excited and I knock over my brown diet soda and it's all over your tile floor. So I go into a sink and I grab a brand new sponge because I know where they're at now. You showed me last time. I take it out of its wrapper and I clean up my mess. And when I go to that sink and I squeeze that sponge, what do you expect to come out of it? And you would say brown liquid. And then I would ask, why would you say brown liquid? And then you would say something like this. Well, because, Mr. Black, that's what you put in it. And then I would say, in this story, we are the sponge be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Because it's a slow fade. Men don't stumble in a day. Marriages, they don't crumble in a day. It's a slow fade. And what happens is because of these slow fades, it's like boiling frogs. I've been told if you put a live frog in a pot of boiling water, that stupid creature ain't that stupid. It's going to attempt to get out of there. However, I've also been told that if you take a frog, a live frog, and you put it in a lukewarm pot of water and you slowly, poquito, slowly, bring it to a boil... I've heard you might want to have garlic butter ready because it's a slow fade. See, that frog got comfortably boiled. And let me ask you something. How you doing? 
Are you so comfortable that you're in the fire and you've been cooking for a while and you don't even know it? Are you so comfortable that your spouse has a tough time liking you, nevertheless loving you? Are you so comfortable that you can preach some words out of a book called the Bible, but no one's listening to you because they're just words. They don't see it in your life. They don't experience it when they walk with you. And you know, words without the power behind them are nothing more than a whole bunch of letters put together without the energy to back them up. And so if we're going to be under construction, we're going to be working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. That is our job. It is to become comfortable outside of our comfort zone. Because I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope in the future. And so you got to get out of your comfort zone. But as you encounter, move outside that comfort zone, what you're going to find out is there's fear on the other side. I have this young man here with me, Noah, and he's just a great young man, 30-year-old man, just came to the Lord not too long ago, first ministry trip, and he's, he's a little uncomfortable. He's a little fearful. He's a fearful that he doesn't know this. Fear. I said, Noah, don't worry about it. I said, when I was a young trainer, I held on this verse from God. He said, you'll be pulled in front of kings and rulers, and you'll worry about what to say. And he said, don't worry about what to say. I'll be there with you. I'll give you the words to say, but you know, you've got to step out on faith and faith is that thing where it requires a gap. I do not need faith at all to tell you. If you ask me, what is the square root of 144? And I would tell you that is 12. And then the game show is asking, is that your final answer? You look at me and I look you in the eye. I said, it's 12. You don't need any faith because I'm a pretty smart guy. But if I look at a number called 1,265,421.6, and I say, oh, the square root of that is 1,203.3, I think you're going to need a little bit of faith. See, faith requires a gap from what you've been told or what you are supposed to follow and what you're experiencing in your flesh. I'm going to say this again. You are not what you feel. And so transactional analysis is a stimulus and a response, but because our mind is so fast and because we keep a pound of flesh and a record of wrong, when we get squeezed by life, instead of growth, instead of opportunity, instead of humility and learning, we get angry, we get bitter, we get fearful. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to suggest if you're going to be the person that you were called to be, then it's time to get comfortable outside that comfort zone. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. I could listen to any national big personality like Glenn Beck or Dave Ramsey, but the way Scott Black applies his academic approach to the average person is so much more relatable. Hey, this is Brett from Sacramento. On the Like It Matters radio show, Scott encompasses a 360-degree view of day-to-day life. So that obviously starts with spirituality and branches out into leadership, branches out into your workplace, social issues, family issues, local issues, national issues, political issues. If you're able to clearly see kind of where you're at, what your purpose is, everybody needs this. It is life-changing. 
You know Like It Matters Radio brings truth therapy. Here's what you can do to help share this truth. Please call the program manager of your local radio station and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. Like It Matters Radio is radio like it matters. If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down. 800-210-7907-800-210-7907-800-210-7907. That's 800-210-7907. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I'm black, and I'm still in Sturgis, South Dakota, Matter of fact, I think I'm going to be leaving today, going to be driving home because next week I will be in Las Vegas. Uh, we have Leadership Awakening starting Thursday night in Las Vegas through Saturday. Uh, that is a closed class. We limit our class size to 12 people. Uh, it is a closed class by the grace of God. My next class will be in Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, September. I think it's September 21 through 23, I believe. Uh, and then I'll be back in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities in October. I think it's the 16th through 18th. I keep saying I think because I have nothing in front of me to confirm it, but you do. You can just dial on that little phone or your computer. Uh, you can put in likeitmatters.net. Likeitmatters.net. You go to the schedule and you'll see all the information. Those of you that are Leadership Awakening graduates, the time is now. Our first Leadership Adventure, the second half of Leadership Awakening uh, is taking place uh, September 28th through 30th. Those classes are a little bit bigger. We allow up to 20 uh, because it's a totally different class and it goes three levels beyond Leadership Awakening. Again, go to likeitmatters.net to check it out. Today, we're talking about comfortably being uncomfortable. You know, one of my favorite stories, because it's what I do, is a story about George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer. And near the end of his life, he was with a group of reporters, and one of the the reporters asked asked him a, a simple question. He said, hey, George, knowing what you know now, If you could go back in time and live your life all over again and you could be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a while. He was thinking about pondering, you know, politician or religious leader or what man or woman. And after contemplating it for a while, he looked at that group of men and women with his answer. He said, you know what? Knowing what I know today, if I could go back in time and live my life all over again and be anybody I could be, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that it could have been. That's such a powerful statement, and that's what my drive is. See, his goal was to not have lived in that fear, in that doubt, with those limiting belief systems, not carrying his chains of pain from his past to other people's future. See, it's a universal law. Hurting people hurt people. It's not about the people. It's about the heart. The issue's always man. It's always an issue of the heart. If you want to change things, it's not banning guns and banning rocks and banning pencils and banning this and banning that. You got to deal with a broken vessel called the human heart. I'm not saying that the Bible says that. Once you take a look at what God 
says about the human heart. So next time you want to rip into your brother or sister for them doing something wrong, you might want to remind you what God himself says about not just that other person's heart, but your heart. And we're called to forgive. See, that's why a couple weeks ago I, I gave you a list, seven things we need to become us. And what I'm talking about, the George Bernard Shaw we could have been, living to our full potential. And I gave you a list. I said, we need to look back learning. We need to learn from the past, not live in it. I said, we got to take those traumas and dramas in life and you got to reframe it. That's what Romans 8, 28 means. That God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him or are called according to his purpose. Remember, that's a conditional statement. That's not saying that everything that ever happens, God's caused it to happen. That's not what it says at all. You need to get some understanding. He'll set you free. What he's saying is God will take all the crap all the unfairness, all the injustice, all those things that God never wanted to happen to us. And if you're a child of his, and if you're Ecclesiastes, you've been called out according to his purpose, then God gave you a promise that even the dirt, even the dung, even the stuff you'd like to do over, if you're willing, he can use it for God's glory and your good. That's what reframing is. Truth therapy. You'll know the truth, and that truth shall set you free. Boy, it's hard finding the truth. Even when I think it was Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? And you know what the sad part was? Pontius Pilate never stayed around for the answer. And you know what? Neither do us. Neither, neither do us. I've taken English for it. Neither do we. Neither do we. And so that takes us to the next thing you need to be you. That's emotional intelligence. You got to be able to quit being emotionally hijacked, especially some of you. Boy, your driver is the, the, the God of this world, the prince of this world. The spirit of offense. A great book years ago, 30 years ago, called The Bait of Satan, The Spirit of Offense. And we are so offended. I got to tell you, over the last six weeks in coming to Sturgis, God has had me in the woodshed. He's told me, stop it. You haven't forgiven. You've been keeping a found of flesh. You've been keeping a record wrong. You've been keeping a spirit of offense. And I asked for forgiveness. I repented. I changed ways. That is not right. When Jesus walked this planet, the only people he was ever offended by were religious people. And the only group of people who always knew who he were, look it up, were demons. <laughs> Emotional intelligence is the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct to the right person in the right way. And this is not easy. That's why you got to be under construction and you're going to make mistakes. The good book says a righteous man will stumble seven times, but get back up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. And so we got to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and hit again. And if it knocks you on your butt, you pick yourself up. You dust yourself off and you hit it again and again and again. But here's the problem. See, the last three on the list, I've given you the first four of the seven things we need to become the best version of ourselves. But the last three are tied into that. See, in order to do that, keep hitting it again and again and again and again, you got to have a vision. A vision is about seeing the future. A vision is about seeing how things connect. This morning we woke up it's been chaos. We went out to our parking lot. Luckily, Larry, uh, my brother is kind of in charge around here on the parking lot. He went up there and there was a windstorm or something and it was ball, uh, smashed. Our, our tents were blown over. Our poles were broken. I mean, we had to get everybody out there. We were out there at 530 in the morning. 
And the devil threw that out. So you know what we did? We came together and we prayed. And we said, you know what? Uh, man, what the devil intended for evil, we're going to use for good. And we're going to go back to our basics. We're going to wash bikes. We're not going to let this stop us. Because we have a vision. And a vision means, the Bible says, God, you know, uh, uh, without a vision, people perish. And a vision is a word from God. Which brings us to the sixth thing. And the second of the three I said are necessary to move beyond to the next level. And that's a purposeful operating system. See, we talked about this thing called fear. And boy, does God tell us all the time not to fear. But he also gave us free will. So God loves us no matter what we do. He just wants more for us. And I learned a long time ago, God has a preferred will and he has a permissive will. Right? I mean, 2 Peter 3, 9, right? says that God's desire, none shall perish, right? The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Now, you got to know what words mean. We translate passion, uh, patience. You know, the real word is long-suffering. Long-suffering, that means not holding a grudge. That means forgiving. Repentance means to change your mind, turn, do something different. Have you ever heard of Methuselah? You know Methuselah's the oldest, oldest person ever recorded lived. He lived for 969 years. You know why that matters? Because you know, like the Bible, a lot of times they name someone based on what God's going to use them for, the purpose for them being there. You know what Methuselah's name in the original language means? When he dies, it will come. See, Methuselah was the son of Enoch. I think it's uh, Genesis 5, I think so. So think about this. What was he talking about? What God told Enoch was that when your son, Methuselah, dies, the flood's going to come. And all life, sands eight, will be destroyed. And I think Noah was the grandson or great-grandson. And so Noah and his seven were the only ones. And see, if you read the good book, it's funny. Because Enoch was 65 years old and wasn't walking with God. Read it. Then something happened. He became the father of Methuselah. And after the birth of Methuselah, some translations say, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years. Then one day, he disappeared because God brought him home. You don't think Noah was uncomfortable? It had never rained, supposedly. He was in a desert. He built an ark for 120 years, or maybe 105, maybe not 120, 100 something, a little over 100 years, I think it was. And you realize how much he was mocked how much he's ridiculed, ridiculed. He was building a big boat. And the whole time he was preaching repentance, repentance, repentance. Do you realize how much he was mocked? Do you realize how much he was put down? Do you realize we're in Sturgis, South Dakota? Do you realize yesterday we're the one percenters, the hell's angels, and the sons of anarchy? And do you know how many of them drive by and see this Jesus car wash? And how many are mocked? How many of those people come on our parking lot and we love on them even though they mock us? You don't think that's uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. This is where we got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And once you realize fear is nothing more than a feeling, that you can feel the fear and do it anyways. Don't let your feelings stop you. You are not what you feel. That's why knowing who you are is so important. Not only do you know who you are, 
but whose you are. See, you've got to know these things. Otherwise, you'll never step out of your comfort zone because fear is a liar. Fear is a handicapper. Fear, when you get afraid, you get confused. And confusion is the number one weapon formed against us because when people get confused, they don't step out. They're not bold. They don't speak up. They don't challenge when something's wrong. And if you don't do those things, how are you ever going to reach the potential of who our daddy create us to be. And so if you want to be everything you were created to be, if you want the best that God in life has to offer, then you better stay tuned because after the break, I'm going to give you some nuggets. I'm Black. We'll be right back. You're a work in progress. A little more. A little more. Constantly under construction. That's good. To build your productive life, you need the right tools from Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio. A good golfer has a great caddy who shares the load and understands the course. Hire Mr. Black as your life caddy to live more fulfilling and successfully. If you want to get to the next level and beyond, both personally and professionally, sign up for Mr. Black's Immersive Leadership Awakening class. It's the most powerful, transformational two days you will ever experience. Stay in touch with Mr. Black and the change connected to him on your schedule with his daily podcast. Search Living Like It Matters wherever you get your podcasts. Walk along with Mr. Black as he goes to God's instruction manual. It's manna from the Word of God with Mr. Black's Bible teaching at wayofwarrior.blog. Build yourself up like it matters and get everything God has for you. Go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And please, this show, after it's off the air, goes into podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please help us out. Man, the world is messed up. People's heads and hearts are broken, man. I can help. I can help but put them back together. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's men and all the king horses couldn't put Humpty Bunny back together again here's the thing if I was there I could put them back together <laughs> God has gifted me and so that's why I do this radio show to I continue to build on what people experience from my training yeah it benefits you whether you've been through my training or not but if you've been through my training oh it has much more power just like the word of God if you're a believer and you accepted Jesus Christ oh it has much more power than just someone out there talking and reading and not really knowing what they're reading and so if you look at today's picture, today's picture uh, for the radio show has a picture of me and another gentleman standing in front of the Sturgis emblem. That man's name is Gator. I was blessed to bring Gator into the kingdom. His daddy said, welcome home, Gator. Now, here's the thing. A lot of these bikers, when they come on, they don't want anything to do with God. Some of them think they have a relationship with God, even though they've never committed or whatever. And they're just hoping, just hoping. And hope is a double-edged sword. Hope does say today is not good and tomorrow can be better. That's one version of hope. But that's not the hope that a lot of you are talking about. The hope that a lot of you are talking about is rolling dice. It's choosing lots. It's a gamble. And what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? And so a lot of people, they don't want anything to do with God because they think God is religion. You can't do this. You can't do that. That God's this great killjoy. 
kind of reminds me of the, a great poem by Lewis Carroll. Remember the, the guy who uh, popped a few pills and wrote Alice in Wonderland? Here's an interesting poem. A short direction to avoid dejection by variations in occupations and prolongation of relaxation and combinations of recreations and disputation on the state of the nation in adaptation to your station by invitations to friends and relations by evitation or amputation by permutation and conversation and deep reflection you'll avoid dejection learn well your grammar and never stammer write well and neatly and sing most sweetly be enterprising love early rising go walk go walk of six miles have ready quick smiles with lightsome laughter soft flowing after drink tea not coffee never eat toffee eat bread with butter once more don't stutter don't waste your money abstain from honey shut doors behind you don't slam them mind you drink beer not porter don't enter the water till swim you are able sit close to the table take care of a candle shut a door by the handle don't push with your shoulder until you are older lose not a button refuse cold mud and starve your canaries believe in fairies if you're able don't have a stable with any with many mangers be rude to strangers moral behave <laughs> see that's what a lot of people want no part of that god is just some big killjoy and religion is man's attempt to mandate god accept him if i do a b c and d and then E must take place. See, one of the most important things to figure out or to become who you're supposed to be is you got to get your operating system first and foremost. That's why I'm in Sturgis. You know, just like in the real world, there are two primary operating systems. You know this. You got Windows or, and then you got Apple. You got Apple IS, iOS, or uh, a Windows iOS, right? Two types of phone. You got the one phone, and then you got an Apple phone. Can I suggest that there are only two operating systems? Keep it simple, soldier. Remember, the enemy's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. Why do you think God says there's only way to God the Father as friend, as father, as savior, as redeemer? And that is through the blood of Jesus Christ. But a lot of people want more than one way. And see, it's confusing because if I got 21 ways to choose from, boy, I'm going to take me a long time to figure out what's the best one. Keep it simple, soldier. When God gives us choices, he only gives us two. Only two. So we keep it simple. Life or death. Blessing or curse. Light or dark. There's only two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of dark. There's chaos or there's clarity. There's darkness or there's light. There's a narrow path or a wide path. This is why you gotta figure out what type of operating system, there are only two. There's an FOS and there's a GOS. FOS is a faith operating system and GOS is a God operating system. GOS says there is a God and I'm not him and I'm gonna follow him and I'm gonna allow him to change me, to make me uncomfortable, to sanctify me, to make me holy, to take my uncomfortableness and make me glory. The other operating system is a flesh operating system. That system too has a God. That God is ourselves. That God is our flesh. It's my way or the highway. Don't tell me what to do. 
Don't put baby in a corner. Don't tell me what to do with my body. I can sleep with anybody I want. Don't tell me what. It's your choice. You know, sailing in a certain har uh, Italian harbor can be hazardous. To avoid a wreck, ships align themselves perfectly with three lights. See, when the captain sees the lights as one where they're all lined up, he can safely proceed up the narrow channel. God also provides three harbor lights to guide us. God's word, the objective standard of righteousness, the Holy Spirit, our subjective witness. And you know what the third one is? All the stuff we go through life, circumstances, God's providence. You see, when these three align perfectly, they assure us of God's guidance. Isaiah gave ancient Israel's God word to assure them of God's guidance. It says in Isaiah 58, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry. Help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you, continually giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. How do you keep safe? See, if you're worried... If you're living in that zone called fear, and you're letting fear be your master, then you'll never become all you can be. Fear is a liar. And the cool thing I learned in fear is once you push through it, once you function at a high level in presence of it, it goes away. It goes away. And so I shared with my brother, Gator, because early on, he was like, oh, no, I can't do this. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a banter back and forth. I thought I was wasting my time, but I liked the guy. We had a good connection. And by the grace of God, I know scripture. And so he had some questions. He said some things that really weren't accurate, but he believed them at the time. But the difference was I was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for me to have that conversation with Gator. I was at the front. I was a gatekeeper. I had the guy who was teaching me how to do it, Dave, right in my butt, like, move on. Come on, move on. Move on for that guy. Get him up there. But God, my spirit was telling me, no, I got to talk to this guy. And I, and I wonder, I was uncomfortable. I got people bother me. I got this guy. I don't know what, if he's, it's a waste of my time. And I'm going to tell you right now, with some of my responses to Gator, he was uncomfortable. In the very end, we talked. And he said, I want this. I want to know. See, a father used to say to his children when they were young, when you all reach the age of 12, I will tell you the secret of life. One day when the oldest turned 12, he anxiously asked his father, what is the secret of life? And the father replied that he was going to tell him, but that he should not reveal it to his brother. He said, the th secret of life is this. The cows do not give milk. What? What are you saying? Asked the boy incredulously. As you hear it, son, I'll say it again. The cow does not give milk. You have to milk it. You've got to get up at four in the morning. That's uncomfortable. You've got to go through the field, walk through the crowd full of manure. That's uncomfortable. You got to tie the tails and hobble the legs of the cows. That's uncomfortable. You got to sit on a cold, hard stool and place the bucket and do the work yourself. And that's uncomfortable. That's the secret of life, he said. 
that the cow does not give milk. You milk her or you don't get milk. And we're in a time in this world in America where people think that cows give milk, that things are automatic and free. Their mentality is that if I wish, I ask, I obtain. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get busy. Time to get busy, to be uncomfortable, comfortably embrace uncomfortableness so you can go from who you are today, from who you were created to be. Go to likeitmatters.net. I'll help you become that you that you're always destined to be. I'm Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.